You are now listening to the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast, where the worlds of sports medicine and performance collide. My name is Mike Quintins. I'm a physical therapist with an entrepreneurial mindset that specializes in treating orthopedic and sports injuries. I'm bringing on the brightest and sharpest in the field of sports medicine to share their best practices and explore the gap where medicine meets performance. What's happening in Performance Therapy Nation? This is your host of the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast, Mike Quintins. This is part two of the Return to Sport Podcast with the Jersey Duo. In part one, we discuss approaches for assessment, treatment, and what happens after treatment to reduce the risk of injury. This episode, I will be getting answers to some quick hitter sports medicine questions that we frequently get uh, from parents, patients, uh, PT students, and, and new grads, all regarding sports medicine. Um, quick, uh, quick blurb on each of our guests. Uh, I got you can get the full blurb on part one. This will be, like I said, this is part two. So. Um, Mike St. George is currently the clinic director of Ivy Rehab in Warminster. Uh, it's in the sports rehab. Um, what's the name of the, Fit the location? Life. Fit Life. Fit Life. Okay. Fit Life up in, up in Warminster, PA. Um, SFMA, FMS, FCS uh, certified as, as well as uh, in the Dorsa V. And then Ryan Stahl is a staff physical therapist and the uh, director of uh, sports performance director for the Ivy Rehab Network, currently treating in Cherry Hill, uh, New Jersey, and has his OCS and is in line to get his SCS, uh, also certified in in um, the Dorsa V, so, uh, which is a new soft, software that we have in the Philadelphia area, clinics, Newtown Square, Media, Ardmore, Berwyn, Warminster, and over in Jersey Cherry at the Hill. Cherry Hill location. Yeah, that's right. Awesome, fellas. So listen, this is actually, I, we haven't done an episode like this before, so this will be kind of cool. These are quick hitters, which I know is going to be really hard for uh, Mike St. George, uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep it juicy, but like not too juicy. Right? All right. All right. So, so BFR, blood flow restriction training, does it work? St. George. Yes, it works. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, was, yeah. No, no, it definitely works. Okay. Well, patient population. Okay, so you're looking at efficiency. So like the protocol says 15, 15, no 30, 15, 15, 15. Some of your athletes coming in can't even do that many amount of reps. So I like the really good cue from Mike, Mike, Mike Reinhold discussing the topic, talking about added in as maybe an extra burner, added in with some of the exercises, just as an adjunct, that restriction of blood flow and the return will help to stimulate some of the gains. So just kind of do what you can with it. But for some of your higher level population, even for like athletic performance or at the back end of the rehab, you can really tax them hard with it, but it's uncomfortable, but it does work. The research is showing. And I know Trent Nessler is looking at research to see if there is some healing uh, expedited for the ACL graft with using blood flow. So there's some things in the works there. That'd be pretty cool. I was at TSM right before COVID uh, in Denver, Colorado. There was a platform presentation um, yeah, on BFR, right? BFR for there was a car, there, cardiac rehab was up there. Yeah, cardiac rehab. Yep. Interesting. It's a, it's a muscle, right? It's a muscle. Yeah. As long as it, long as they don't have any other like contraindications for like a. There's uh, evidence that supports it for cardiac yeah. rehab, man. That's wild. As long as they don't have like peripheral vascular and disease. Yeah, and any, like, you know, yeah there's smoking some, there's a pack of Newports, you know. So yeah, Marlboro any, Reds yeah. around here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, actually, that's probably pretty accurate. All right. Um, yeah, I'm with you on BFR. Same same page. Um, it's Listen, don't just buy the equipment and use it. Take the course. Know what you're doing. Definitely take Educate the yourself if you're, if you're a medical professional. Uh, and if you're an athlete, ask questions. Right? Ask questions. How, how do we know what pressure this should be at? 
you ha- are you using a Doppler to assess, you know, what, what the, the pressure is distally, right? Be, not just my blood pressure at my arm, but elsewhere around the body. So don't uh, be lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't, don't be, be lazy. lazy. Take the course. Um, number one cause of biomechanical failures for the ACL, Ryan. Oh, dy- dynamic valgus with, <laughs> God, there's so many. I, was, I would say dropping into poor, poor, poor knee control and dynamic instability. Fatigue and velocity on top of poor neuromuscular control. Where, you, where do we most often see the poor neuromuscular control? Like, what, where is that kid lack of control at? Are we, talk, are we looking like ankle, uh, hip? Core. Core, core, trunk? It's all the core. Core, core, core. Okay. All right. This is good because a lot of people will say the foot and ankle. I, no, but I, well, foot and ankle, foot, yeah, it's a component. It, but the foot and ankle sure. will fall in line if you get the core aligned. All right. Number one reason why ACL reconstruction fails. Returning too soon. Agreed. All right. Most preventable sports-related injury. Saying that's a very interesting thing. Yeah. Most preventable sports injury, ankle sprain. I don't, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you could probably do with that. I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel bad. Ankle sprain, like you'd land on someone's ankle, yeah. You can like, land on someone's ankle, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. they prevent that. I don't I, know if there's a oh, pre- he, 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 pre- preventable meaning like uh, overuse, right? So, oh, I, would, use, I, okay. would say, I would say, I would say elbow pain. I would just say tendinopathy. If you're doing the right things, you shouldn't get that. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, that's actually t- a great tendinopathy. Answer. Yeah, it's that, usually because one. again, you're just neglecting what needs to be done, and yeah. you're just pushing limits that you know. It's a good answer because yeah. you, really you can't really prevent. You can't really prevent injury. Yeah, that's why I'm like wrestling. I'm like, but oh. tendinopathy is usually done because of what the user is doing, not external. So well, you can also have that. You can also have evidence of tendinopathy and not have pain too. But yeah, yeah, well, right. So. But yeah, tendinopathy is extremely uncommon in uh, the ages under uh, like under forty. I think is what I remember McShane, McShane, we just talked to us about that. Like it's, you don't see it very often. And when you do, it's neglect. You, yeah. you, you neglected the injury typically. Um, all right. I like that answer. That's a good one. Uh, top three courses, every physical therapist in sports medicine should take. Ryan, I'll let you take this one first. Um, I think you should take an SFMA course. I think it's just a good, it's, 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 a, it's an, it's a, just a good, it's a different way to think about the, the body. It's an easy one. Yeah, well, my, my shift is changing top three. So I, you could do SFMA, but we are bringing something new to the sports performance, and it's going to be the Kaler Core uh, Continuing Education Training System. So we we'll, we could talk more about that and attach some links to the Column Core, but it's something that I do want to introduce to our sports performance team because it is the future, and you could research Robert Kaler, Olympic-level rower in the 80s. Since I've been training with this and using it with my patients, the outcomes is just amazing in their neuromuscular profile and just remapping how they're moving. It just, it just eliminates all those compensatory techniques and survival techniques. And it's just something that has been used for a long time. He's using it with a lot of D1 schools, but you know what? They want to keep it a secret. They don't want the people to know. And that that's the truth. They want to know what their training system is. So they, that's what's making them better. Olympic level athletes, NFL guys, you know, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And this is one of those secret things, but it's gonna be pretty cool. So when you guys get on it, you'll understand what I'm saying. And we could, return to this conversation back. Wow. I, I, I was I just, gonna say, I, you just gave us the, uh, you're, when you're old enough, that's <laughs> what you just said. What I, do you mean? Right? It's like, if, when you're old enough, we can talk about no, it. No, I mean, you gotta have to try it. Cause you don't right. understand what I'm talking about now. You have to get it. Cause you're looking at me like that yeah. thing is like a pogo stick. But when you get on it, you'd be like, wow. Cause I said the same thing. And then he got me training. And I'm like, this is incredible. 
Incredible. Well, I mean, if, if if you're just looking to get into things, I mean, look looking at a different way to cut the. If you're talking top three courses, just for somebody who you know just might want to start getting interested in, I think that's I think that's a great one for people who have been training and are more um, kind of like know a little bit more of the of the of the area. But if you're just kind of looking to get into things, taking an SFMA course yeah. is, is an easy one because it comes back to what we talked about about giving somebody the capacity to to perform. And uh, probably a Kevin Wilk or any, uh, and like a yeah. Northeast Seminars Northeast course seminars through like Lenny or, or Mike Reinhold, just so you could kind of understand the big injuries that you're seeing and just get an understanding of the healing and the tissue and the techniques and all that stuff. Yep. You know, even if it is at a pro level, you could scale it down and understand it for just your high school, college athlete. Cause you know that the, the pro level is going to be moving a little bit faster, but you can understand how to scale that and just understand like, you know, the things are doing there. Love all those. Uh, I seriously, all of them. Perfect. Uh, this isn't one-upping any of them. I think this should be in the conversation. A soft tissue course, whether it's Graston, oh, yeah. yep, whether definitely. it's ART, you know, I th that's a big component. I, listen, we, you just did the HVLA on, on his neck a second ago, right? Like I do HVLAs, like I, I get it, the high velocity, low amplitude, manipulations, adjustments, whatever you want to call definitely them. Definitely take a course uh, with that too. Important, important. Soft tissue is more important, in my opinion, for, for an, a sports medicine population. Yep. Um, is it a tissue issue? Is it a tissue issue, mm -hmm. right? I mean, um, yes. Um, is always the answer. One piece of equipment every sports-based PT clinic should have. Go ahead, Mike. Hmm. Well, now we're moving forward with some plugs. One piece that... <laughs> one piece. It's hard because do you use one tool to build a house? So... You know, what's the first well, you tool? give one, I give one, and he'll give one, and then yeah. that might get, get, at least. What get tool the do you need? To, what, what, what tool do you have to have? I'm going with the Kaler Core. Wow, bold. Okay. I'm telling you, all right, I'm telling all right. you. Yeah, when I'm older, we'll put I'll, money. I'll, I'll put the money on the table right now. Handheld dynamometer. Interesting. Handheld. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Handheld I mean, dynamometer. I, it's, assess strength that way. What other way can we quantify it besides our num our numerical system? Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, handheld dynamometer. And or a grip dynamometer. Ultrasound. One, one piece. Yeah, yeah. Please don't say any modalities. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, one piece. I th this is tough. I didn't think I'd have to answer this too. You guys spin on me. The arm bike. Well, That's not funny. No, no, no. Well, he mentioned building the house. So I said, well, we got to get some tools. To yeah, to make yeah. This, this is the last question the I want to answer. I ask the questions around here. <laughs> um, I, you know what? You, I, I'm going to probably get some beef for this. Um, some type of landmine tool so you can do landmines. I think that doing landmines are, you can do any rotational, you can do a press, you can do a pull, you can do lower body, you can do upper body. I think you can, some, you know, yeah, it's a, with a barbell, but you can do single arm, double arm. I right? like it. All right, cool. Yeah, St. George approved. I'll take that. <laughs> um, all right, uh, where am I at? All right, force plates, yes or no? Buy or sell, force plates. I don't, I haven't really used them in my practice, so I've always gotten around it. It's fair. We have something similar. It's like a flywheel training. It's called Wheeler Systems. Yep. That'll actually tell you how much power yeah, you're putting out. And I really think that that is kind of the future it ties in because now we're understanding the efficiency of each rep and resistance, which is pretty cool. So it ties into the technology. So yeah, I'd say yeah. Okay. Um, ice or heat? Yes, whatever works if that's what you want to use. There's so much more stuff coming out. I mean, if you listen to the Whoop podcast talking about recovery, you know, they're looking at ice to really kind of cool body temperatures, especially after like a high intensity workout. So football, you take an ice bath or a cryo chamber, you want to calm down your metabolic stasis there. And also cooling the, the uh, te skin temperature before going to sleep helps you sleep. That's why they want you to be in a cooler room, better sleep recovery. 
Um, heat is usually after, if you're trying to make strength gains, you're doing like trying to put on size bulk and then you could use heat, like hot showers, hot soaks. But there is more research coming out about the infrared saunas where you go in infrared light, yeah. helping with other stuff for preventing disease and just like, you know, getting all the, the toxins out of your, out of your body. So they both have their implications. You just need to know what, what your target is, you know? And when. It seems exactly. like And when, yeah. Yeah. Next one I have is cryotherapy. Binder selling cryotherapy. I used it as an athlete. I found it effective for me. Yeah. Again, understanding when that's appropriate, you know, uh, you know, looking at the swelling, understanding where it's at. So, yeah, it has its benefits. Definitely. Uh, isokinetic testing. Buying or selling? I don't have one of those those pieces of equipment. So, I, I mean, we've been able to get by it for a long time with just a handheld dynamometer. Yeah, I think handheld dynamometer will give us what we need to know. And then it's just one part of the equation. It's one piece. So, I want to spend all the money on that machine. I mean, if, if you want to get one, to if you have a specific thing, like a specific system in place, and you don't want to use a handheld, okay, go for it. But I have, the only time I used that was in school. So, uh, just so our audience knows what isokinetic testing is, um, uh, isokinetic testing is when, um, you're isolating a muscle group, uh, or a specific movement and there's resistance, uh, that is graded throughout the entire movement, right? So when you use a cable, it's the same resistance throughout. When you use a dumbbell, it's the same resistance throughout. Uh, when you use a TheraBand, the, the resistance changes throughout and becomes more challenging as, as you shorten the muscle typically, uh, depending on how you're using it. This, uh, keeps of resistance to my understanding it's modified throughout to 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 uh throughout the movement does that make sense like it's peak resistance throughout the entire uh movement and that's how we can compare uh your left quad to your right quad for return to sport right which mm -hmm. was the gold standard for getting clear to return to sport uh which is an open chain typically open chain movement meaning your foot's not on the ground and uh is not functional but again it's it's a component it's a component. It's a component. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing it. I think it's yeah. got its place. I don't think we Definitely can rely on It's okay on to that. bash it. I think it's phasing out. Uh, but then, and, and to say it's phasing out, I, I, I don't think that's wrong. Um, I think if it, depending on what the number of other tools you have. I was going to say, is it phasing out or are we just coming up with maybe potentially more efficient, more cost-effective ways to, that, do, yeah. to, to do the same thing? I think that hits the nail on the head. I think we're just coming more efficient. All right. Um, give me one follow for Instagram, St. George, go ahead. Who, who are you following on Instagram? That, that, like, who's your must follow on Instagram? Aside from yourself. <laughs> uh, for, for what though? Got to specify. Uh, for, um, sport, sports medicine related, um, accounts. Kelly start. Supple leopard. The ready state. You changed. Yeah. I, li I like the stuff he puts out. He'll cover a lot of different things, evaluation techniques, rethinking how you're looking at stuff, exercises, purpose of exercise. He really just covers a lot of foundation and gives you the hard questions. Is, is what we're doing really working? You know, um, are you really assessing the right things? Thinking twice about, you know, your treatment programs. Um, he really makes you look at yourself in the mirror and, and question stuff, you know. I like it. You get, I know you're not a huge Instagram guy. I'm, yeah. I'm not huge on Instagram. Like I'll, I'll go on it and just right. kind of, kind of peek at some things, see what some people are doing. So I kind of follow different people for like different body parts because they're rehab professionals and they specialize in certain things. You got Ryan Hold and Macrina for, for the, for the shoulder. You yeah. got Wilk for the shoulder of the ACL. Yep. There's another guy uh, you can look at like barbell physio, you know, just for like some general good mobility things that you can do. I mean, there's so much 
content and 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 good content like if if you, if you know what you're looking for like on instagram and you're seeing certain things you're like okay this seems like it's pretty legitimate you can basically tease out if somebody's an influencer versus an actual f- yeah. physical therapist doing the right things so i mean you could do a, a combination of things i that's what i like to do i like to get a nice little big approach on you know yeah. on everybody eric cressy eric cressy's a good one Cressy's a great follow he's gonna he's gonna tell you things that you're probably not gonna want to hear but it's the truth just kind of some of the stuff i dropped is things that i learned from him yeah the hard conversations we have have with parents great podcast yeah love his podcast um every sunday right every yeah i, I listen to it monday mornings on my way in yeah. um lenny has a, a, a awesome content he talks research which i like uh reinold keeps it real because he's got his videos he's got stuff that he does he showcases his team i, I know phil plisky has a lot of good uh, information i'm not sure yeah. if, if you've heard of phil plisky he's got a good thing too he does a lot of stuff like fms and and stuff and sfma stuff too so he's a good one to follow people love the prehab guys prehab guys yeah. they, they have some cool content they have cool progressions um see who else i think those are all the ones you know what you mentioned kevin wilk i like uh, kevin wilk's like he's a pioneer right legend he does a lot of like he does. He shows off some like some cute stuff in the clinic, you know, like have someone hitting the the the, uh, the rocker board and they're throwing a ball around and they're all and the rocker boards on a foam pad and and again, it, it, I'm not questioning the degree of appropriateness. Um, I'm I'm concerned that people see them like, oh, I, yes, I got a yes, special yes, toy yes, in the yeah. clinic I can do that with. Yeah. How do you know it's appropriate to do that? Do you, what testing do you know Kevin Wilk did with his patient yeah. before he knew that was appropriate? You follow me? He on just that? gives you some other options of some like dynamic stability, rhythmic right. stabilization yeah. things to do when you're really trying to challenge your patient a little bit differently than just some of the static exercises or things like that. You know, the so. worst thing you can do as a therapist is just look at that and go, "I'm just going to do that." Oh, I got a patient like that. I, I'm just going right. to use it. It's, you yeah. don't know everything that led up to that. I mean, they're doing it. It's a great. It could be a fantastic exercise for that for that patient because they don't have good control or something like that. But assess it before you. But do. it's the beauty of, of social media. I commented on one of Lenny's posts before, and he liked it. He gave me a thumbs up. You know what I mean? And he, so I can I can DM him and maybe yeah. ask him, "Hey, what did you do?" With you can. He'll respond mean? to DMs. He, he will. He'll respond. How, cool, yeah, like, how yeah. cool is that? I can message Kevin yeah. Wilk and like like he is way 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 out of my league. And and he and there's a chance he may respond and be like, "Oh, I did this with him before. I thought this was appropriate to do." Like that's cool. So please do that if, if you're listening and you want to do cool things with your patients. Um, Last question. One book you would recommend? What's what's a must read? I don't really have that much time to read. You're a supple leopard guy. I'm I'm shocked you didn't drop that right away. Again, it's you have to understand the appropriateness of that. You know, even Kelly will say that he's like, you know, people say, well, can you just mobilize and just do a, a supple leopard move and just mobilize? And it's like, no, you can't just do that with everything. And then, you know, CrossFit thought that was going to be a quick cleanup of their things, but there's so many principles. He's given ideas of how to address situations. You need to understand the context of that, you know. In terms of like books to read, I mean, I wouldn't say that I've learned anything from books. It's all from like virtual courses and stuff like that. All right. So, Sam, I guess I'm just an old book reader. Uh, I would say. Are you talking supple- about for physical therapy? Yeah, or are you for talking PT. about oh, for PT? Oh, yeah, well, if you, you got a different book, like, what you- Just, I mean, you can never go wrong with, with about leadership and ownership. I mean, the, the Jocko stuff, Jocko Willink, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there you go. He's always good with his extreme ownership, you know? All right. There you go. Extreme ownership. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, again, I just, if I'm not reading like a research article or something like that, I just don't, I just haven't really sat down and read books. I'm just always on the go and so active, you know. And I, I, yeah. I bought the Mulligan book. I thought the Mulligan book was really interesting to me because it helped me understand the concepts behind. Did you like how you wrote it? That's reading too? on a Sunday night. What's up? That's I, what you're reading on I a Sunday night. I was probably two years out uh, oh, when okay, I read this. Okay. I was going to take the course and I read the book and I'm like, I, this is, I can, the concepts are fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I can understand these concepts. I can mobilize a joint. 
through the range of motion in which it's restricted or limited, right? Yeah. I mean, there's soft tissue involved too with that, but I, th I think that uh, helped me with joint mobilizations for sure. Because to mobilize an open chain was the only way, or an, uh, an open pack position was the only way to do yeah, it, yeah. right? That's completely incorrect. So yeah, you, you I, can I think do I it. read that in my last uh, rotation in PT school. I think my, my CI was like, uh, he, I think he just took like a mulligan course. He was like, you should probably read this book. And yeah, it, it changes. I would I would say it changes a little we bit. We got the Netter's flashcards in the back with every muscle Netters, attachment. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. nerve attachment and uh, our innervation. Yeah, uh, origin, insertion, function. So. Um, all right, what else you guys got? That those are those are my those are my quick hitters. You guys got anything else to add? I mean, I'll just finish by saying, like, look, even you know, as much as we joke around and stuff, you know, even if you don't want to believe what I'm saying, if you don't think 11 years of experience is that much, I mean, I'm always very self-critical. I've totally revamped my training treatment philosophy just within over the past two years, and I'm still doing it. I'm still learning. I like what Larry Fitzgerald said on a podcast. His grandmother said, "Once you stop staying humble, you will stumble." So I'm always believing that. So all the hard stuff I drop here, I look at myself in the mirror and ask myself that. I've gone through all these progressions. I've had to accept that what I was doing wasn't working. I failed multiple times. I'm even going through that with my own training, which is why I'm pushing you guys to, get, to introduce to the column core because it opened my eyes to something that I was not aware of. And instead of wasting my time doing things that are not as effective, I want to be more effective. But I've also brought in things like learning from people. Like when we do our podcast, I learned a ton of stuff over when we were really shut down for the pandemic. Joe and I did a lot of the podcast over the Zoom and I learned a lot from other people and understanding like if I'm going to the next decade of my career, you know, how do I get better here? And that's really what we're trying to help people here. I'm not trying to sell you a pack of energy drinks. No offense to any of those reps, but I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help your daughter. I'm trying to make you better. You know, and there's people that give you friction on that. And it's like, look, I can't force you to do this, but I want to give you as much education and as much tools so you can understand why. All these things we're talking about are going to help people understand why. So the same thing, you know, being a parent now, you know, Q and I are both parents, you know, Ryan, maybe some point, right? You don't have any kids. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, have any yeah, kids yeah. yeah. So it's our job to protect our kids. I don't understand why as a parent, you'd want to see your kid in pain. I don't understand that why you'd want to see that. I don't know if it's you just want to live, you know, vicariously through them or you, you know, what you want to do. But when you see your kid in pain, like, why would you want to see that? I'm trying to help them basically get out of that and do what they want to love without being burnt out. And another thing I want to leave is parents sometimes don't understand what's going on with their kids. We know how complex teenagers can be, even college students. When they're away from that pressure of their kid and they come into the clinic, we see a different side of them. And they sometimes say and they sometimes confess things to us that parents aren't aware of. And parents need to hear this and understand what's going on with your child. That they're burnt out, that they're miserable, that they, you know, I don't have any time to do anything besides soccer. Listen to your kid. Like, why would you do that to your own kid? You spend all this hard work raising them and they get to this point to do what? To watch them be in pain? I mean, come on, like, let's get real here. Like, we're trying to change this. Nobody wants to go through an ACL tear Definitely not a, a, a second tear. I mean, it's time consuming. It's money. Why would you want to see your kids spend their teenage Psychologically years? Psychologically too. Yes, doing that. So all this comes back to we're trying to help. We're trying to change it. And we're trying to do it not only for our company, but also for our profession. We have to increase the, the value of what PTs are doing. And we can't just sit here and say, well, I'm a PT. I'm great. I'm a doctor. We need to show it. So this podcast and all these educational tools are what's going to help that, but also what we're doing in the clinic. So that's what we're trying to put together. So that's what I kind of leave for everybody to kind of mull over. Remember, Monday morning message. Monday morning message. I guess as a, just a last snippet um, for maybe new grads who are watching, people who are interested in, you know, it's kind of like you say, you have to be humble enough to accept what you what you can't do or, or humble enough to know where your lane is. You know, be confident in what you do uh, because of what you know. Um, but really, when it just comes to athletics and performance, you know, if, if for any parents who are, who are listening, 
know, it's okay to ask these questions to to your rehabilitation, you know, specialists, to your strength and conditioning coaches, to to question why why we're doing what we're doing. Um, if they're able to answer it, fantastic. That that's that that's what they should be able to do. They should be able to answer why why they're doing certain things. Um, and if they can't, you may want to question potentially what, what what you're doing because I mean I know I question myself every day. I question myself every day, and what I'm doing is what I'm doing effective. And like I said, as a therapist, you have to be humble enough to to eat that and make yourself better. So um, we're just trying to help make uh, everybody's day better, everybody's week better, and everybody's performance on the field a hell of a lot better. So um, we hope that that you take at least some part of what we're what we're saying to heart here, um, because there's going to be times where it's there's going to be harder times than, than, than there are potentially right now. So this is interesting. This turned into like a message to parents, which I like. Good going St. George. I like that. Um, uh, here's my message. It's okay to say no. You can say no. You can say no. You're not going to play on three baseball teams this year. You can say no, you can't play five different sports in the same season. You it's okay to say, you know, no. So that's okay. All right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my big message and it's okay to ask questions. Definitely okay to ask questions. Ask more freaking questions. Advocate, 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 advocate. It's your own fault. It's your own fault if you don't advocate. Don't don't assume anything, right? Then you're making an ass out of you and me. So um, this has been awesome, guys. Uh, Part two wrapped up. Uh, Contact info real quick. Uh, Go for it, St. George. Uh, Just like like episode one. But contact info. So you find uh, Mike St. George on LinkedIn and then on Instagram, honeybadger underscore juicy. (laughs) All right. Good, good, Ryan. I can't get (laughs) <laughs> now you can just find me on LinkedIn, Ryan Stahl, S-T-A-H-L. All right, cool. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It would mean so much to me if you could leave us a five-star review so more listeners like you could get this important information. See you next time.